All right. So welcome to Tanya's Good Vibes podcast, where we explore everything and anything that makes us feel good. We party through love and light, and we find the blessings through the tough parts of our personal journeys, period. So my guest today is all about uncovering uh, our spiritual self and life purpose. He's the author of the book, The Grand Illusion. Uh, He's currently working on the sequel, sequel, so it's awesome. Uh, Has an online community, including his master class called How to Evolve Yourself. And he's been doing this for the past 16 years. And today he's here to share his spiritual awakening story, talk about DNA activation uh, through his master class, as well as sharing some tips on developing income online as an entrepreneur. Let's give a warm welcome to Brendan Murphy. Brendan. So excited to have you here today. How's it going in beautiful Australia? It is beautiful. It is early, but it's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. How's quarantine life for you? Um, Pretty similar, really. Uh, We, you know, when you're working online, it's sort of like there's not a lot that changes other than, you know, the trip to the gym or go play ball, you know, that kind of stuff's not happening. Uh, But otherwise life goes on. Yeah. Right, right. Do you find that your online community is growing because of this quarantine or? I think, I think so. I think what the, um, what all the government overreach has done is help to wake people up at a faster rate. So people are questioning things more and they're, they're leaning more into alternative directions and actually starting to think. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we're we're noticing a really big uptick in the number of people who are coming across to truth.network as well, which is our little sort of Facebook alternative, um, which we created because we were censored and shut down by Facebook. Get out, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. um, That was 2018, uh, June 2018, when they, they ran their first major censorship purge of alternative pages. And they got rid of over well over a hundred of them, and ours was one of them. It was just sort of basic, like we woke up in the morning and the page had been deleted, and there was no explanation. Wow, uh, wow! Uh, <laughs> when you know who runs Facebook and who's well, agenda they're yeah. pushing, it's it's like yeah, we we broke yeah. the uh, the un, the unspoken rules. <laughs> exactly, exactly, it makes sense. Uh, so. Maybe, well, actually, to go on to the topic that you were just saying about people around uh, awakening spiritually, uh, I have a lot of friends who were always so distracted and never had time to even look at themselves on the inside. They were always out partying or taking care of their kids. And uh, now that they're stuck inside, they start reading more. and, And I noticed that a lot of them have started reaching out to me and asking, you know, I know Tanya that you to meditate, you talk a lot about this stuff. And uh, what are some books that I can read? And, um, and then it's just crazy, because now they're, they're starting to be become more interested in it, and they would have never otherwise been interested and they're meditating more. And so it's nice to see that awakening, right? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. It's, um, it's interesting, because most people, I think, have not had the inclination to ever introspect and they haven't had the chance to, they've never been forced, certainly never been forced to go and sort of like we're like the naughty kid who's been told to go and go to his room and think about what he's done. Mm -hmm. And now everyone's actually having to stop and think or they have the chance to think because there's nothing to do to distract themselves. Like now people are having to take all sorts of measures to, you know, some people are going down the road of the road of, um, 
distraction and <laughs> denial and self-avoidance, you know? Right, right. And some people are choosing to actually go in, within and wake up. So it's an interesting sort of choice point here. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's exactly why I started this podcast, because a lot of people are asking these questions. And uh, although I do like to tie in the spirit, your spiritual self with your life struggles, because that's usually how people get awakened. This in itself is a, a global pandem- de- pandemic. So it, it's happening, you know, a lot faster. So awesome. How, so tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you, you know, reach the spiritual awakening? Well, I mean, my story was, was, uh, it was pretty simple. It was, I was about 19 going on 20 and I was out of high school. I'd been out of high school, I guess, for probably nearly two years. And my younger brother was still at school and he came home one, one day from, um, he had a, a guy come in, a young guy who was like an entrepreneur, mid twenties. And he was, he was in there giving a talk about business and he was supposed to be talking about business, but he kept going on about this book that he just loved that blew his mind, which was kind of more metaphysical and spiritual. And it was called the holographic universe. And he just went on and on about it. And Dave, my brother thought this was for whatever reason, it it stood out to him and he felt like he should come home and pass this on to me. So uh, he did that. (laughs) He told me about this book and I thought, Oh, well, that's interesting. I, I don't know why, you know, he's feeling like he should tell me this, but I I'll make a mental note. And so you know, I put it on the back burner, but I always kept it in the back of my mind. And I was like, okay, just sort of waiting for the right time. And then about, I think roughly six months later, I sort of went, okay, I need to read this book now. What is, what is this thing? So I read that and that was like, absolutely just blew my mind completely. Like it opened me up to a realm of possibility that I, I really didn't know existed. And at that point, that was my trigger point. That was my awakening point. And I just became insatiable um, for knowledge. I just had to keep learning. I had to keep absorbing it. And then probably about four years later, I, I started putting material together and, and gradually, you know, pu- pulling um, the early stages of my book together, I guess. Um, and five years later, after working on it full time for at least five years, uh, I published five the years. First volume. Wow. Yeah. So that was, I, I kind of became like an urban hermit. Uh, I just was <laughs> like, I just wanted to be immersed in information all the time and learning basically. So throughout that writing journey, what did you discover about yourself uh, within, you know, this, this book that opened your mind? What, what was your process of the journey through writing it? I, I think, yeah, I mean, writing, I just felt like I had this mission that I had to, I had to get what I knew out to people so that they mm. could understand it and see it and have the the, the mind opening thing because in my timeline the the first thing that happened was reading the book and that that was the mind opening experience and from there I was able to have a spontaneous mystical experience which was the first time that I ever you know touched infinity I had infinite consciousness and so that grounded wow. the that grounded the concept of the holographic universe and the premise that consciousness is the the foundation of reality so i had the the direct personal knowledge of that as the truth now and that was really what cemented it and sort of once i I, that happened i was like well you know there was no going back i just had to keep going down that road so the process of writing was more of an intellectual kind of a journey it wasn't sort of you know it wasn't like about my transformation as such it was more about me helping um, other people to have that kind of um, metanoia that experience of wow like holy shit i didn't realize what was actually out there and what's actually real you know right 
And you tend to blend, I noticed you in the book, um, you blended a lot of scientific research with spirituality, uh, a lot of things that we would think that it's, you know, when you think of spirituality, people experience something paranormal, people tend to say, oh, I'm crazy, or oh, it doesn't make any sense, or oh, how it's not even proven scientifically that this is actually happening to me. So therefore, I just brush it off as if, you know, nothing ever happened, or I'm crazy and nobody will believe me. So uh, you tend to prove it in this book in a way. Yeah, I kind of wanted to sort of, you can't prove uh, for someone else <laughs> that that consciousness is is reality and consciousness is infinite, but you can build a conceptual framework that makes as much sense as possible, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I just thought it was it was fascinating for me to go through all the different kinds of paranormal phenomena and experiences and 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 show that they are scientifically kind of a lot of them a lot of this stuff is scientifically amenable it's investigatable we can quantify a lot of things that you might be surprised about and you know we can we can prove that a lot of this paranormal stuff is real and it all ties into that bigger picture of well in a holographic universe built on infinite non-local consciousness basically anything is possible so it's kind of like a journey i'd take people on a journey through this progression of un understanding the different sort of layers and levels and, and it gets kind of more and more as it goes along, I guess it gets more and more kind of woo or out there. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was a really interesting um, and fun kind of thing, putting it together. I, I really enjoy that process, you know, pu pulling it all together. Cause in the, in the, in that space, the stuff that I found out along the way that filled in gaps and details was you know, I mean, I had lots of little, little mind blowing experiences along the way doing that. It was mm -hmm. fun. Awesome. I like that, that you put the, the logic into it. It made yeah. it a lot more insightful. I, I read, I read a lot of spiritual books and a lot of times it's just, this is the way it is. And which is nice to delve deeper into, you know, the way that your brain thinks and anytime a thought comes through, you know, you know that it's not really your thoughts and you have control over them and you could just kind of flush it out, which is nice. It kind of gives you a guideline on, to, on how to control your thoughts and uh, get closer to who you really are and how to really tap into your purpose. But, uh, you know, you made the, you made it more understandable from a logical standpoint. So that's, that's really awesome. So that was in 2012, I believe. So what have you been up to since? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, uh, it's been an interesting journey. I'll tell you that much. Um, so what we did do, my partner and I, we met in um, at the end of 2013. And in early 2014 or first quarter, we ended up creating this activist slash education platform called Global Freedom Movement, which we ran for the next sort of uh, three, three and a bit years, three, four years, excuse me, <coughs> three or four years. Um, and so that kept us really busy. We were very much in the space of, you know, realizing all of this stuff that's wrong with the world and trying to raise awareness and help people to become empowered and to stop listening to authority structures that were lying to them and all this right. kind of thing. So we, we devoted a lot of time and energy to that in that, that activist space, trying to, you know, do our bit to push humanity gently in the direction of, Freedom, you know, because that's what ultimately drive. That's my driving force. It's freedom. Um, right. That's why I do everything that I do. It's all about being able to live freely, and in in freedom, then you can explore human potential. You can explore your personal capacities and abilities, and your creativity, and all that stuff. And 
And that's why, um, one of the reasons why freedom is so important to me, because if we don't have it, we can't ever really find out what we're capable of, you know? So exactly, yeah. we had the whole global freedom movement thing and, and that um, turned into, uh, well, we kind of put that on hold in 2016, 2017. And um, basically I've sort of continued the journey, uh, but I didn't get, I wasn't able to get back to writing until August of last year. And that was, that was really important for me in terms of being sane uh, and not going absolutely <laughs> batshit crazy. So yeah, I, I got back to writing in August and have been doing, you know, about three hours a day on, on the book two. So I'm hoping to have that um, published this year, definitely this year. Awesome. Cool. Um, and when you mean freedom, I just want to go back on that because I'm very much into, you know, freeing yourself and your mind and kind of delving deeper into what, what the actual truth in the world is because we're so conditioned to, in our culture as well, to just work that nine to five, get married, have those kids, buy that house, and then that's it. You made it in life. You never have to look back. And, you know, that's what life is all about. And you you really became who you're supposed to because of the job that you have, the job title. You raised this many children or, or you know, you have the biggest house or the nicest luxury car, but you're delving deeper in it. Uh, it's really who you, what your actual purpose that you were brought on this this earth to, to do, right? It, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's kind of the whole point of it you know it's it's i feel like i had the i was fortunate enough to to sort of tap into my purpose um you know relatively young i mean a lot of people mm -hmm. you know end up in their mid midlife crisis they don't know who they are they don't know what they want <laughs> exactly um, they just know they need to get that fancy car <laughs> you know um <laughs> so yeah it's kind of like we all have this this journey that we we are here for you know and some I think some some souls map their their path out with a little more detail and some with a little less, um, but we all ha kind of have like an idea of you know what we want to do um, before we incarnate into a human body. That's kind of my outlook, so to speak. So yeah, I, I think it's it's just the challenge of unfolding that and and actually figuring out how do I because it's not easy and it's it's right you know, the odds in many ways are stacked against us particularly being born into this matrix system of deception so mm -hmm. you know it's it's a really interesting challenge and journey to to try and unfold that that potential and unfold that mission and figure out what it is that you're here to do and everyone has their own different thing for me it's you know i've known for quite a long time that um it's sort of got a lot to do with education and raising awareness and and helping people to to become grounded in themselves um, to to embody their sort of spiritual like ideals and actually bring it into themselves and, and live it um, on a basic pragmatic level rather than being sort of off in the in the conceptual space up in the up in the um, you know kind of realm of imagination like we can actually take this and bring it into ourselves and, and live if you live from the body out it's like that's you know you're living from your center and then you can be those things much more in a much more real pragmatic uh, effective powerful kind of way like i'm all about that potency and not just being like love light and rainbow tights and airy fairy <laughs> you know it's not all fluff it's not all feel good we don't salmon kind of style uh, yeah i mean you know there's this huge thing in this in this realm in our sort of if you can call it a movement where yeah it's like there's this miss 
conception or misnomer that you're supposed to be positive all the time and you're supposed to feel awesome all the time. And Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I, I've seen, you know, in this, particularly right now, like in the lockdown, people are having that stripped away, you know, that, that false spiritual facade uh, that, you know, you've got to, be, got to be this happy, enlightened master all the time who thinks it's all good and whatever. And people are being smashed right now because this lockdown thing is so is putting them into a certain, for, for different people, certain situations. Like I know uh, some women who who are very image-based. They they really have this thing about how they, they have to look a certain way, even though they consider themselves to be woke or conscious, but they still have that fixation on, oh, oh I have to look this way. I have to wear my makeup. I've got to, you know, and right. have this kind of keep up appearances. And now that it's like, I can't go to the hairdresser. They can't get all the, the, the stuff done. And they're actually having to face themselves and, and come to some sort of like reconciliation, like accept, self-acceptance. And, and even the idea of self-acceptance itself is, is quite bizarre. Um, it's, a, it's like only in the Western world where we've become so warped and distorted in our way of thinking about life, do you need to go through a ritual of accepting yourself? Like Loving yourself, it's a really, yeah. It's a bizarre idea, right? Like, mm-hmm. what do you mean you don't accept yourself? It's, it's bizarre. But like tribal cultures and, you know, who were in touch with the land and themselves and each other and connected, they didn't have that. It's like it's this invention of toxic Western sort of civilization because we've forgotten who we are. We've lost contact with nature and all that sort of thing. But anyway, that's, that's a tangent. So No, it's yeah, a great but, tangent. And a lot of people, yeah. like to kind of piggyback on that, every time I ask someone, you know, or when I started this journey uh, that I'm still going through, but every time I ask somebody, what can I do to kind of enlighten myself or open up, open myself up more, cleanse my chakras or anything, you, you know, that you to to just kind of be closer to my higher self everyone would always say meditation 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 and i even though i do think it's a great tool to kind of relax yourself and uh, delve deeper i i had a hard time you know because your mind wanders and i was just like am i supposed to like see a flash of light and say oh now i'm you know uh i'm enlightened you know and i i never knew you know, what, what the point of it was. And I, then I realized, okay, there's other, uh, there's different, I guess, modalities or there's different, you know, things that you can do to get to know yourself better or feel or be more spiritual. It doesn't necessarily have to be meditation. It could be a connection to nature. It could be, you know, kind of how you, you know, got your first activation on yourself uh, through, you know, the regenetic method uh, that, you know, I'd like you to talk about, <laughs> but um, it, there's other methods, even though, you know, I'm not kind of putting down anything. It um, just to stay open and to just stay open-minded, right. To what's yeah. around you. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, yeah, I do agree with you. And I don't, I, I started meditating in my early twenties um, after that experience, you know, that awakening thing. And, but I had a, per- like my purpose, I had a specific, agenda with meditation like I had a purpose for doing it Mm -hmm. um and since then like since the age of 22 uh, I haven't really meditated um really I don't yeah I don't uh I just I got out of I had the habit going and I was doing it for a particular reason I was actually working on developing uh my my psychic abilities so Mm. um and that was sort of that was quite effective while it was happening and then what I found was when I stopped meditating that the abilities that were developing and showing up started to regress and kind of disappear. So it's like, okay, well use it or lose it, you know, but there's, there was a reason. And now it's like, okay, well, I feel like 
like you say, there's a thousand different ways that you can be present with yourself or be mindful with yourself. Like I, I'm happy to do 40, 40 breaths of, you know, Wim Hof breathing to just, to just, you know, um, flood myself with oxygen and, and, you know, focus a little bit in my body and, and just ground myself at the start of the day, you know, like some, right. something as simple as that. It doesn't have to be this mystical thing. Like I, I've been there and done there and got the t-shirt, you know, the, in, I'm, I'm infinite t-shirt, you know, it's, it's like that, that isn't a motivation anymore to go there, to go back to that, that place. So for mm-hmm. me, it's like, there's, there needs to be a reason for doing anything, you know, it's not just like, oh, I'm spiritual now. So I'm supposed to meditate for three hours a day or something. It's like, right. no, it's or join my like $3,000 seminar. And then I bet you at the end of it, you'll be your ultimate self, stuff like that. Yeah. And if you're doing it because you think that you're going to enhance your spiritual image or your status, uh, if that's why you do it, so you can brag to people about how much you meditate or how disciplined you or whatever. It's like, no, you don't get it. You're not, that's not spiritual at all. You're a wanker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. Um, Okay. So now you have this awesome, you know, masterclass on how to evolve yourself. And you even say like how to evolve yourself without meditation, doing any hard work or spending thousands of dollars. So could you tell me a little bit more about, you know, who is this class for, what exactly it is, uh, and how does it tie into being grounded spiritually? Cool. Awesome. Awesome questions. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think it's it's for anyone who is already kind of like awake, um, anyone who's already kind of in that spiritual space, like they, they, they kind of have that, they've had that moment of awakening and they're on the journey already. Um, it's it's a bit obscure. It's a bit esoteric. So anyone who's not on that path is is, it's really it won't make any sense to them anyway. Like it's just, right. it's too out there. So someone like yourself um, who gets it and just wants to become like, like I think there are a few different different reasons, you know, on, on one level, it's like, okay, some people are looking for some kind of physical healing, but they're looking also for things like uh, maybe more mental clarity, maybe more personal awareness, self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're looking to tap into what their purpose on, on this planet is in this lifetime you know, many different levels and layers of who we are, which we can tap into and start bringing that out and unfolding it. Um, so that's kind of like how I see who it's for. It's, it's sort of like people who want to evolve and, and hack into their, um, hack their evolutionary process and shorten, contract, compress the time frame. Um, and if you like, you know, possibly, you know, some people might say like shave off a few, few re- reincarnations, you know, like get, get it, <laughs> get it together quicker. Um, <laughs> So yeah, you don't so, have to keep coming back here and try to figure it out all over again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think um, it's been a really interesting thing. I've I've had feedback. You know, there are certain patterns that show up, and some people have said to me like, after this, the first activation, they've just felt this natural like, uh, what's the word? Sort of yearning, if you like, to connect with the land, to go out, and they don't want to live in the city anymore. They want to go and get some land out somewhere. Oh, interesting. They want to grow their own veggies. You know, and and reconnect to, to the world it's like it sounds so strange uh, no but- I was just sorry I'm laughing because I'm kind of going through that process now I'm from Montreal Canada and I live in the city right. and I'm like something keeps telling me go to the mountains go get like you know a nice little house in Vancouver which you know is on the total west coast and just like enjoy like hug some trees just connect with them you know even if they can't talk to you you know you could feel them and it's just yeah it's, it's just it's crazy anyways continue yeah yeah 
yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So that's some of the kind of feedback I've had from people. Um, other people, you know, one woman, one woman in particular, she was when I met her, she was trying to become uh, like a world famous writer, author, and she was really going hard down that path. And then after a couple of these ceremonies, and there's only there's only four, we can get into the minutiae of it if you like. But after one or two activations. A few months down the track, she was like, "You know, I'm, I've, I've given given that away. I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to be that anymore because wow. I realized it wasn't real for me. It wasn't authentic. It wasn't who I really am." Oh, you know? um, so there's that. It, yeah, it's really interesting. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying, wow, like very interesting. You know, you're like, mm. want to write a book, and maybe it's just because either everyone's doing it or you feel the need to. But you, she, it took her onto her you know, her true path or true course in life, you know, that's so interesting. Yeah. And I just want to say to any listeners that, uh, and, and Brendan, you didn't mess- m- mention this before, uh, that spirituality is everyone's birthright. You know, we're born uh, spiritual. And uh, then when, as we're growing up, we're conditioned and, and cultured and taught the, what's right and what's wrong, regardless of if it's religion or if it's just what your parents believe in. Uh, but you, we're all born and we all come from the same mindset. And so it's just really having an open mind and you know, just letting go of all this, like you're saying, open-minded people who are already on their path. Um, but like, I just want to tell people that, you know, they can also just be open, you know, open-minded. They don't have to look at it like such a, like, oh, well, I'm not spiritual or it's, it's not me. Like, you just, you, you just have to go into it and just embrace it, whatever it gives you. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. And just um, being able to walk your path and, and not necessarily, you know, like I'm not saying put up with things indefinitely, but to to go through the challenges and, and understand that, you know, it's supposed to be challenging and it's supposed to test you and it's supposed to force you to adapt and to grow or to give you opportunities to do that. And Ooh. there's no, there's no magical potion or elixir that will take the, the challenges away, but there is a way like with this, this work, this method that you can tap into something, um, deeper, something larger, your purpose, and you can actually, and I've seen this time and time again, including in my own life is, is the, what happens is you start getting this industrial level sort of synchronistic stuff flowing. And it's like this bizarre sort of orchestration of events that you could never do on a personal level from a, 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 a conscious level, mm. but stuff starts to flow in certain directions. And in, in many ways, things become easier. It's not like, oh, you know, you're going to become rich and famous or anything like anything like that. It's, it's not about that, but it's about your path for you, whatever that is, does start to tend to open up and become a little bit more obvious and easier to walk that path because what happens on the one hand is whatever's not real and what not, uh, not authentic and not serving you starts to dissolve and it starts to become replaced by what is real and authentic and serving you and that means that you'll, you, by definition, you're going to be walking whatever your path really is for you and you know, only you right. can find that out, you know? Right. And I do know uh, one woman who uh, she has done DNA activation and she was, she's a mother and she was always just like going through the day to day, bringing her kids to school and, you know, never thinking for herself and always tired. Like I remember, you know, she used to tell me I'm always tired. I never have time. And then when she went on to her spiritual journey and she did do her, her DNA activation, she 
you know, she was like, it was a whole different person. She felt so good. She, she was like, as if like she, a bundle of joy, like always ha- I'm not saying that she's, you know, people don't have their bad moments, but uh, you know, always happy, never tired. And just like overall became, you know, a better, a better parent in general, mm. just, uh, you know, open, she, she really opened herself. She changed her career. Like she just totally changed as a person and for the, yeah. for the better. Right. So there is like physical benefits that I've noticed emotional benefits. Uh, so it's not only your spiritual self, it, it does translate into other things as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because ultimately the, the universe emulates itself on every level, on every scale. So if you change one part of it, the system, every other aspect of the system has to shift in kind as well. So if you right. create a positive shift in one area, you're going to create the, t- the whole tapestry shifts in a positive way. If you create a negative shift in one, a- one area, you might find that the whole tapestry shifts in a negative way. So what, right. I, what I see with the DNA activation stuff is the whole life tapestry from the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, all shifts at the same time. And, and it's, it's a global thing. It's a global effect. So it can be quite striking and and mind-blowing what actually happens for some people is everything shifts at once you know and it's like wow Mm. you could never have done that from a simple level of intentionality you're like this is something else (laughs) right Uh, we talk a lot about dna activation but maybe maybe can you define it for people who've never heard about it before (laughs) yeah yeah so i compare it to a a, it's it's a trigger point that is comparable to a shamanic initiation or you know, I, I see a lot of parallels with near-death experiences that people go through that. Um, even UFO, like contact experiences, that kind of stuff. Extraordinary experiences in general right. um, tend to produce a, a range of very similar effects. And uh, this is just a way of doing that, like providing a trigger point in a kind of a shamanic way to start that process, to initiate a process of unfoldment and healing and growth. Um, in a way that wouldn't have been possible if, if we were just trying to use willpower alone. So we're using, in this modality, we use a set system of, of vowel sounds, vowel sequences, and we couple it with the, the solfeggio tuning forks and Ooh. the human voice. So it's, it's a chant that goes for about 25 to 30 minutes, um, never more than that except for the fourth and final activation, which is a bit longer. But, yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's a bit of a shamanic um, trigger point and experience and and so people have a lot of different experiences in the session but what really actually counts is what happens in the days and weeks and months afterwards as their life tapestry actually starts to shift right have you ever had anybody that said oh i did it and i didn't feel anything but you know then eventually got all these things started happening to them after yeah i mean everyone's different like i i'm not that prone to to feeling much myself like i i don't think i really did so i'd be one of those people um and yet you know in my life i I saw things happen after immediately actually like i even though i didn't have any like amazing buzzing or vibrations or psychedelic stuff going on which a lot of (laughs) a lot of people do have right they tell me this constantly um my shoulder joints started to to heal up immediately you know i had pain I, yeah, I had pains um, that had been there for 10, 12 years starting to disappear immediately. And, I, and I've had, I keep hearing this stuff from people. Like I had a woman uh, recently in the last session we did where she had had a, a pain, a really nasty pain in her or behind her eye for three years. And by the time we finished the session, it was gone. Um, so, 
yeah, I mean, I hear, I hear all, all, all kinds of stuff like that all the time. Uh, it's, it's very personal. It's a very personal thing. And people who are more energy sensitive will tend to have more of those kinds of uh, tangible or psychedelic sorts of experiences. If they're, if they're more like me, then they won't have it so much as we do it. But again, you know, it's like, that's not really what it's about. It's what happens afterwards. Right, right. And in your masterclass, you talk about the fragmentary body. So what exactly is that? Yeah, so this is, and I just want to say, um, this modality is actually, was developed by my friend Sol, uh, Sol Luckman in the States. So I, I, through my contact with him, I, I found out about this and I immediately realized like, this is, this is important. This is profound. Mm-hmm. And that was also how I found out about the, the fragmentary body as well. So it is basically a energetic distortion in, in our bioenergy system down around about the second chakra region. So the sacral chakra, the reproductive sort of area. Um, it has been said by some people that we had. Okay, so I'm, I'm probably sh- I'm assuming your most of your listeners are familiar with the idea of Kundalini. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Yep. So for anyone who's not, it's just a bioelectric bioelectricity source, basically uh, at the base of the spine. And in most people, it's not very active. It's not really doing its job. Uh, it's not circulating properly. And it has been said by some people that it used to reside at its center used to reside up in the second chakra area, but something happened to us. And now it is actually residing down the base of the spine in the lowest center of consciousness possible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that happened or not, but it, it seems to make sense to me on some level that, you know, something went wrong <laughs> in the human experiment, you know? Um, so now where was I? Fragmentary body is, is a defect in the system that prevents the proper circulation of Kundalini up into the rest of the higher energy centers and through, through the system. So if you have a defect that far down in the system, it is, um, unfortunately it impacts everything up above it, everything that's built on top of it. It impacts the, impacts the entire system. So, you create an energy deficit and a consciousness drain or vacuum that is constantly sucking your, what could be your um, realized awareness, your realized potential. It's constantly pulling it away and undermining it. Um, so it's a self-limiting thing that's there in the energy system itself that we're unconscious of. We're not aware of it, but it's been um, spoken of for many, many years by different people in different ways who've described the same thing. And, you know, I've spoken mm-hmm. to um, Eileen McCusick in the, in the States. She works with sound as well. She found this thing independently as well. Um, and I had a woman come up to me at the end of a talk I did back in 2016. And she said, you know, she was a Reiki practitioner. And she said that every single person she's worked on, on, the, on, the, on the table uh, has had this, this defect that I was describing. So, Wow. It's, so it's, it's like, like, a, a hum- like a humanity thing we all have. Yeah. You know? Wow. Exactly. Yeah. It's a, it's a humanity thing. So you can sort of make, it helps to make sense or more sense of why we are in the mess that we're in, because then you realize, oh, well, our center of consciousness is focused in the lowest possible point of all of the centers of consciousness in our, in our bioenergy system. Like we are literally functioning and you look at society and it's like, we are literally functioning mostly in survival mode at that base, that root chakra level. So mm-hmm. it, it's no wonder that we, we keep going on this loop and we keep repeating the same problems and the same mistakes. You know, it's like we can't get out of, of, out of that center into a higher consciousness center to solve problems from a higher perspective. 
So one of the things that we're doing by correcting the defect there at the fragmentary body level is allowing consciousness to emerge and, and to rise up into the higher levels of, of the brain and, and you know our, our psyche so that we can actually see things differently and do things differently because we are being differently. Wow, that's so powerful. I just wanted to touch base on, because you started your own thing online, I love your website, I love the way you kind of put your up your blog, your book, and, and your videos. So, uh, and the way that you built your community is, is, really, is really good. I didn't go check out your, um, your non-Facebook page. I don't, I don't know. The Truth, the truth I think it's called. Um, but, you know, do you have any advice for people who, um, you know, want to branch away from that nine-to-five job? Being yourself, like being real, is, is so crucial, especially now. Um, people are increasingly sensitive to to when when someone's not real and when they're not when they're not authentic so that is that's the way forward like if you struggle with being real then you know start there you know don't don't right. go out into the world necessarily trying to be some big shot um online entrepreneur but just be real and and do the personal work do the inner work that you know will get you through your internal resistances um at some point it's really useful also to understand that the journey of self-development is, to a very large extent, it is if you're trying to, for example, set up a business online, right, and become an online entrepreneur, digital entrepreneur, the journey of personal development is actually in the, the doing of the business stuff, like executing that stuff mm-hmm. and going in, into that new world and out of your comfort zone will challenge you to grow and you will if you if you have grit and commitment, you will grow, and it will be the spiritual work uh, and the personal development work that you probably really needed. And it's like I, I see that a lot actually. And, and there's this temptation for a lot of people to to get distracted by the the spiritual work right. and then or the, the followers activities. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's it's a bit of a it's a it's a fine line to walk. You know, you gotta you gotta be practice that sort of self awareness and work that muscle and and um not allow the, the fun stuff to, you know, this, the woo-woo stuff to completely take over to the point where you're using it as an excuse to not go into the uncomfortable parts of yourself in the grounded business or whatever world it is that you're, you're exploring right. or trying to get into, you know? Right. And also just to add to that, that a lot of people don't understand is, you know, it's okay to make mistakes. That's what brings you, you know, brings your, first of all, make it, putting yourself out there, being vulnerable, making those mistakes, people will tend to gravitate more towards you than if you say, I have it all figured out and everything's perfect. That's the first thing. But also that's where you learn, right? You learn more about yourself, how you handle things. And through those mistakes, you know, whether it's writing a book or starting a podcast or all of that, you know, you, you just grow. And every time you do it or every time you put yourself out there, um, you learn something new. And so, you know, I'm sure that throughout your journey, you know, you, you had a couple of steps back, forward, back, sideways, and here you are today, you know, running your own thing and, and looks like you're doing a great job. So. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're right though. (laughs) You're totally right. It's like, there's no, there's no straight line to the finish line. You know, it's, it's such a, it's a messy, unpredictable, challenging thing. And, and everyone I know who's, you know, like, quote, made it to the top or, you know, really done something where they, they can look back at it and go, yeah, okay, like, I've really done something here. This is amazing. 
everyone has gone through an absolute, just like a, a shit fight to get there. They've gone through yeah. hell to get there and had mm -hmm. to conquer so many demons and go through so much adversity and so many roadblocks and so many failures and disappointments. And that's just the, that's just the way it is because it, you know, everything that's really worth doing at the end of the day is, is going to be challenging. It's going to challenge you. Uh, that's the point. That's why we're here. We're here to be challenged and to grow and expand. So, you know, it's just like whatever your path is, em embrace that and embrace the, the opportunities to grow. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Just want to ask you, Brendan, if someone wants to reach, reach you or learn more about you, your book, masterclass, where can they go? Okay. So <laughs> for the masterclass, <laughs> masterclass, they can find that's uh, at evolveyourself.live. And um, the book and everything else is at my website, which is brendandmurphy.com. So yeah, I'm easy to find and I'm on all the social <laughs> platforms as well. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for taking the time uh, being here, sharing your knowledge uh, throughout your life journey and helping us become more woke <laughs> uh, and in tune with our life purpose and our spiritual selves. We learned a lot today. Thank you so much, Brendan. Thanks, Tanya. It's been my pleasure. <laughs> okay, awesome. Thank you.